Now, studio owners that are listening today, you may have heard the saying that Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, let me tell you that your classes and programs within your studio certainly were not built in a day either. And there is some work to be done. Uh, As annoying as that may be, I want to assure you that it's totally possible to fill up those empty classes. And I understand how frustrating that can be. Uh, We're going to talk about how you can fill your empty classes in your studio in this lesson. Now, this was inspired by a masterclass that I ran inside of my uh, group coaching program, Studio Biz Success. Uh, I did a, a whole thing on it. You know, we talked about everything from, you know, creating that rockstar brand, aligned marketing, my social media content plan. I also shared eight ways to attracting new students and so much more. And this was in a, you know, a video presentation live to my, to my members. Uh, now what I want to do is I want to bring some of that content to you in this episode. Why? Because I want to love you up and I want to give you everything that I can so that you can walk away uh, with some tangible, uh, tangible techniques and things that you can implement into your studio business to hopefully, hopefully turn some of those classes that are potentially running at a loss or, or break even or not making anything at all, right? Uh, turn them into profitable programs and classes because, you know, there's nothing more deflating than having one kid in a room, uh, one student, I should say, depending who you serve, of course. Uh, it can be super deflating, especially if it's been going on for a while, you know, two people, three people, even four or five when you've got the capacity for 20 in a room. It's hard. It's hard to run that and feel the good vibe sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, of course, we can talk about mindset and all these other wonderful tools to make you feel better about running those programs. But really, at the end of the day, We want to be making money from our classes so that there is a financial reward, not just an emotional reward, but a financial reward at the end of it because, um, yeah, because you deserve it, because you've worked for it and because, you know, that if that's your goal, then we should be able to go for that. So I'm in your corner cheering you on as always. Now, just as a little free gift here in the show notes, I'm giving you a downloaded um, PDF copy of the slides and the presentation notes. So the presentation slides and notes that were used in my uh, live masterclass, just so that you actually have all the notes that you can take away from this and like the points of this session um, for you to keep so that you don't walk away. You know, sometimes we listen to a podcast, we're on a walk or in the car, wherever, on the train. And we take away a couple of things, which is great. And we feel inspired, but I wanted to give you a resource that you can actually use and keep forevermore in the hopes that that will help you to take action. Because I want you to take action, right? This is about doing. Um, Okay. So if you head to josephinelandcuba.com forward slash full, which means full classes, by the way, (laughs) Uh, you'll get that free resource that is yours, my gift to you. And the link again is in the show notes. 
All right, let's jump into this session. I'm excited because I want you to turn that frown upside down, my friends. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Studio Biz and All That Jazz. I'm your performing arts business coach and host, Josephine Langcuba. This show is designed to bring you inspiration, information, and the instruments you need to create and grow the studio biz of your dreams. I will bring you a mix of solo episodes as well as interviews where I tap into the minds of industry experts. My career started as a performer over two decades ago. I later became a speaker, theatrical producer and talent manager as well as having a successful teaching career in singing, drama and dance. Ten years into my professional journey, I became a mummer of two and with a baby on my hip, opened up my very own performing arts studio. From hardship and humble beginnings to four studio locations and a multi-six-figure performing arts biz, I know how to attract students and keep them coming back for more. And in the show, I will share with you my experiences to help you thrive and fast-track your path to success. I know you have a spark inside of you with dreams and goals for the future. As your coach and mentor, I'm here to help you step into your limelight and be a cheerleader in your ear each and every week. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk studio biz and all that jazz. This is a super quick note to let you know that if you download the free resource as in the show notes, when you hit submit, it's not going to take you directly to the PDF download. It'll be sent to your email inbox. Now, for any reason, if you cannot see it there, just shoot our team an email, podcast at josephinelangcuba.com. Shouldn't be an issue at all, but just wanted to let you know that you need to just check your email inbox for that lovely free gift. All right, on with the show. Welcome to Studio Biz and All That Jazz. I am your host, Josephine Lane Cuba, and goodness gracious me, we are on episode 130-something and we just keep going and going and going. Uh, last week, I took a one-week uh, break off the podcast. I'd just finished a launch for my uh, group coaching program, Studio Biz Success, and I was exhausted and I just needed to take time. And sometimes we like to do that. You know, I would like to say that I batched all the content previously, which is normally what I do. But um, given the circumstances, uh, which some of you may know from listening to some of my other episodes that, you know, my, my mother passed recently in January. Um, yeah, I just didn't have the capacity for that sort of stuff. So I did the best I could a little bit. Um, week to week in relation to the podcast at the moment and, and don't have it all batched up like huge, like the huge. Um, but that's okay, right? Uh, because sometimes we have to look after ourselves in a different way. So I am back on track ish and I will be looking to batch stuff up, um, in the coming weeks and sort of catch up with life and work and all the beautiful things. Um, even in those downtimes, you know, I still continue to serve my customers and make sure that they're looked after, but those little additional extras, you know, like podcast and bits and bobs that really can be benched if I choose to, um, are the things that kind of go to the wayside. Uh, and that's okay because we all need time sometimes. 
All right, so let's talk about um, how you can fill those empty classes in your studio. Um, like I mentioned in the intro, there is a free resource um, for you to download in the show notes. But first of all, the first question before we jump in, because I'm going to be talking about, you know, um, your areas of innovation. We're going to talk about aligned marketing. We're going to talk about, you know, several ways that you can attract new students. I'm going to give you five today. Uh, but in the download, there are eight, okay? Uh, but we can't do all the things in a podcast episode. So otherwise you'll be bored of me three hours later. It'll be like a Joe Rogan show. We can't have that now, can we? <laughs> so, you know, I'll give you as much as I can, but you'll get some more juicy bits in the download. Um, okay, so first question is, should you? Should you actually attempt to fill a class if you've got a class that you've done all that you can to fill and it is consistently low in numbers not turning a profit causing you stress causing you uncomfortable feelings when you go to teach it or one of your team teaches it because there's only three kids enrolled and only one ever shows up you know what I'm talking about then do you actually need or want to continue the program. And I think that is a really valid point when it comes to that. So I would, I would get you to ask that first. I would ask that question first before you dive into full throttle mode on how to really fix the issues here and get numbers and, and, you know, bums on seats, essentially. Do you really want to? Is it worth it? Uh, now, a good way to tell if it's worth it is if you've been running this program for several months, you've done everything, you know, organic media, uh, um, paid campaigns, you've done referral programs, you've done it all, right? And you're just not getting the traction, then maybe it's just not the right fit right now and it's okay to let it go. Will someone, that one student or two, be disappointed? Sure. But in the grand scheme of things, if it's losing money or absorbing resources like your teachers and your space that could be used for more profitable activities, then I would say you could be potentially looking at letting it go. Now, if that's not the case, um, I would say, okay, so if you've done an assessment and you've gone, you know what, this program's been running in the red, meaning it's running at a loss and it's not, it, it's not profitable or at a break-even where it costs you as much, you know, the expenses and the income are at the same level, which is what I would call a break-even point. If it's in the red or break-even um, and, yeah, and you've decided it's not for you anymore, that's okay. You're up. Give yourself permission to let it go. But if you want to give it another crack, um, you know, you've done an assessment, you understand it's been in the red for a while, you understand it's breaking even, you know how many numbers you need to turn it into a reasonable profit that you um, would be happy to operate under because that's the other thing. Just because something's profitable by $10 doesn't mean it's worth it either. So you need to make those decisions and those calls. Um, once you've done that, then great, let's move into what you can do to change the problem. Firstly, if you are going to try and turn that frown upside down and really put some bums on seats in those classes and programs, um, I would put a timeline on it. Some people don't like the idea of a pressure of a timeline or, or whatever, but I think putting a deadline is actually really crucial to getting any successful outcome here. Um, so, for example, how one of the ways to determine the deadline is how long are you able to continue running at a loss or willing to. 
if you're losing $50 a week, for example, on this class, how long do you want to do that for? How long can you do that for? Make a decision saying, oh, look, I'm willing to do that for one month, for three months. I wouldn't push something beyond a quarter, to be honest. If you can't get a program up and running within three months, maybe six, but that's so generous. I would say up to three months. If you did a, a, a robust marketing campaign in three months, you should have some people within, you should have people in the room. And if you don't, then that's that's telling that it might not be the right fit for your studio. It could be a senior program and you just you've lost your seniors, they've aged out and you just can't replenish them. That's okay. You know, um, I've let go of a senior program um before because it wasn't profitable. We lost a lot after COVID, it just wasn't working. I let it go, and now we're looking at reinstating it. So, you know. And that's like a year later. That's okay. We shift and change, right? So don't feel that you have to commit just because you said it. Um, so yeah, you're, you're free to make different decisions that are in the best interest of your business. And I want you to know that. But yeah, so give it a timeline. Once you've decided what you're going to save, what you're going to ditch. <laughs> so firstly, you've decided which programs you're going to ditch. You've decided which programs you're going to save. Um, and then you've added a timeline on it, then it's time to actually focus on that, the plan. So I want you to focus on what really counts. Um, now, there are three areas of innovation. Before I get into those five top tips I'm going to give you um, for student attraction techniques, which is what is in this episode and more is in the download, um, let's talk quickly about those three areas of innovation. So you're really, com- if you're think if you're in a competitive space and you think that that could be part of the issue, that there's just so many, there's a studio on every corner and it's pretty hard, or maybe you're competing with other activities like netball or football or whatever, swimming, right? Um, you need to decide what your area of innovation is, and that is part of the marketing message that you send. So there are three areas, and they are price number one, quality, number two, and number three, convenience. Some people compete on price. Others compete on quality and others compete on convenience. So, for example, you're the only studio in town that has a fully-fledged car park where parents can drop and go and you might have a bus from the school that takes kids to your studio. That is convenience, right? You You can sell that. Okay, that is something that you need to consider in your marketing message. Um, And and there could be other convenience factors like you've got multiple club sites in your um, region. I call them club sites because that's what we call them. But you have multiple studio locations or satellite, you know, studios in your region and you're the only one that does. And that means that people can train um, closer to their home because you've got all these opportunities, whatever, like whatever it is, convenience, okay, um, if you're competing on quality, um, then you're not necessarily competing on price. I once had someone say to us, um, you're expensive in front of like a group of parents at a orient, like an orientation, um, workshop day to introduce new students. She goes, you're expensive. And I said, yeah, we don't claim to be the cheapest. We claim to be the best at what we do you know, which is musical theatre, inclusive musical theatre programming for young people, right? So that's our message. 
So that's what we're selling. So you need to decide what your quality message is if that's your area of innovation. Or number one is price. So, um, you know, it's okay to compete on price. I don't love it, but I get it sometimes, especially depending on your demographic. You know, some, um, you know, mining towns, regional towns, whatever, they may have a different demographic that set, that calls for it. So they go, look, we, we package our prices. We package it and include costuming, unlike our competitors. You're not going to get a $400 costume bill at the end of the year. There's no surprises, for example, or, Hey, we've got a better rate, but our quality is still great. Um, we don't have bells and whistles on our, our performance venue and our, and our costumes because we want to make it accessible for you. And that's our promise. We're bringing the arts to you. We're making it accessible at an accessible price. And this is what you're going to get. So those sorts of conversations can happen. So you need to decide, and you can have more than one area of innovation, but know what your top area of innovation is, price, quality, or convenience, okay? So once you've discovered that, you can really um, deep dive into, you know, really creating marketing that aligns to your brand. You know, um, you want to make sure that you're consistent when it comes to that message in your brand as well. So whatever your area of innovation is, share that often in a creative way. How can you engage the public in a way that aligns to your business and your message? Okay. Now, um, I do talk and I've got some notes here as well um, in the downloadable um, attachment-y thing, whatever you call it, downloadable resource. There you go. Um, I talk about my seven-day content plan as well. So when I talk about this, um, we'll, we'll flick back to that actually. Let's just, just jump quickly right now into those areas that will attract more students. So here are some student attraction techniques. I'm just going to mention five here today. Um, and you can get eight in the download. Okay, so look, you can absolutely, if you have preschool programming or local schools in your area, you can absolutely do the whole old school flyer drop to schools. You can advertise digitally in their school newsletters. And if you're not doing that, you should be, okay? Find out where your people are and market directly in the schools. If you can't, like, if you can't get in, like it's a private school or, you know, there's some schools that don't really have those sorts of things. We've done a different technique, which you, which we call ambush marketing. So if there is a school that won't let us advertise or pay or give a donation or whatever, we have what we call ambush marketing technique, which is at the bell, um, at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, it's literally like we've got our team, like a couple of two two members of our team dressed in the um, teacher's uniform with balloons. They might have a little uh, music stereo playing um, and an offer on a flyer, handing out flyers and promoting the studio, like a two-week class pass, free class pass or something. And you cannot step on the property but there's nothing stopping you doing it in the street. So we call it like our ambush technique. And we do that when schools don't let us advertise in their, in this, in their, um, you know, their newsletter or whatever. Um, you'll find that high schools and primaries, high schools are more difficult than primary. Primary schools are more difficult than your preschools. Preschools usually let you market easy. Like they don't even need anything. They just say yes. And then you, and then you send the, 
we would courier or post the flyers out to them unless if depending how local they are to our office um and you know there's a cover letter and we thank them and yeah they just do it and they and we ask them we give them a clear direction please place these in all of your children's bags or bags lockers or pigeonholes as as discussed with mary from reception or whatever and so that's how we kind of do that one so we absolutely do the flyer drop but if you can't get a flyer drop ambush yeah it's so fun people are like curious you're holding these balloons they're like what's going on with this person with the music wearing the bright t-shirt and the balloons handing out this thing and everyone wants to fly because they don't know what's going on it's actually a really fun technique too but yeah don't do it like right at the gate you got to go a few meters from the gate and then they they just they can't stop you that's why we call it an ambush <laughs> super fun it does work um okay social media marketing paid so we all know paid social media marketing is another option right um the only thing i would say is it it's only good if it works right you don't want to be dunking hundreds or even thousands of dollars into marketing spend without a return of investment now if you don't have the capacity the resources or the knowledge to be checking it daily and understanding what needs to change or what's working and what's not like oh that image is is really getting great traction let's leave that up or hey let's change the copy a little bit and change the wording and that might get better traction on this or hey that click rate's too high oh ditch that campaign that you know cost per click is too high oh ditch that let's try something else if you are not across that or willing to learn that then it may not work. And so you're better off having a digital marketer do it for you. Will it cost money? Yes. But if you get a return of investment, then it's worth it. So, you know, sometimes, you know, with risk, there is reward sometimes. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a risk taker. I like to take a chance when it comes to marketing. As you heard, my ambush technique, which I know no one talks about or does. Um, but my point is sometimes you've got to be creative yeah marketing is only as good as the person who's delivering the message so if you don't know how to do paid marketing campaigns and you're not getting traction then maybe it's time to invest in someone having said that um you also need to give it some time so you know a campaign can take a couple of weeks to gain traction too so just be mindful of that um the next one is organic reach on social media through consistent organic posts. This is where I'm going to now flick back to my seven-day content plan. I'm just getting it up here on my screen. And, again, you can view this slide. It's the 12th um, PDF slide on the download in the show notes. Um, but, anyway, it's just a little note to give you the categories of content inspiration that I do daily. So I have five categories of content inspiration and I am going to just run through that with you now so oh gosh there's a massive thunderstorm I don't know if you can hear it in the background but it is a lot <laughs> it's huge and um, we just had a blackout um, about an hour ago it came back on pretty immediately but it's pretty intense so anyway hopefully the rain and the, the thunder and lightning <laughs> 
<laughs> isn't isn't being heard um, by you guys. Anyway, we will see. So let's move on. And again, perfectly imperfect, right? I'm not going to stop my recording. This is my time to record. See what I mean? Just get things done sometimes. You know, sometimes we wait for the perfect moment to look perfect, to jump on camera and, and record that that marketing message that we want to send out to our people. We wait for the per- perfection to arrive. Guess what? It's never perfect. So just do it, okay? Um, all right, so here are some, that's me standing on my, <laughs> my, um, my preaching stool right there. Okay, seven-day content plan. So there are seven days in a week, and each day you can have different inspirational um, categories for content. Just remember that you need to choose the frequency that works for you. So are you going to, you know, have seven days every day content, or are you going to be five days a week, three days a week, twice a week? Definitely weekly. <laughs> um, I would recommend at least two plus, um, but choose your frequency, whatever that frequency is of how many times you're going to share content online. And this is organic, not paid, free content um, online. And whatever you decide, be consistent. That is my key message here. But here are the five categories that I want you to consider when you're creating content. Number one, industry thought leader. This is where you share your expertise, okay? So something that showcases that you, your business is an industry thought leader, you know, how to um, how to do the perfect ballet bun. Here are three tips. Slick back with a comb, blah, 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 yada, yada. Here's the video, click, 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 could be done even in um, static posts photos that you've done with your students. It could be a carousel of just explanation with diagram. It doesn't matter. Industry thought leader, how to, you know, how to do the perfect ballet bun. Great. Could be more technical than that. You know, um, how to gain strength and flexibility in your jazz, blah, blah, blah. How to, you know, techniques on the perfect pirouette, whatever. Um, but you get my point. So it could even just be um, talking stats to parents, uh, you know, the benefits uh, for children who do the arts, confidence exercises, etc. So industry thought leader, number one. Number two, customer or team spotlights. That's fairly self-explanatory, really just highlighting the um, great achievements of people that you serve, whether that be your student or someone within your team. And it doesn't have to be exactly within studio. It could be that one of your students just got school captain. Um, but you get my point. It could be that one of your team members is now is performing in Wicked, the musical. Um, but, you, you know, it could be that you personally won a local business award, customer or team spotlight, share the wins basically. Um, number three is promo of products and services. So this is where you actually promote and sell what you do. So I recommend doing this at least once a week. Don't do it on every post. Don't do it on every sell. You don't need to sell every day. No, you want to engage your audience authentically and through other avenues, but you absolutely want to sell to them. There is nothing wrong with promoting and selling off your platform. So do it. Maybe you have a monthly theme or, you know, something that you're sell- that you focus on each month um, and you can actually plan out, you know, your schedule on what you're going to promote and sell each month based on um, what your theme is for the month that you've chosen. So that's number three, promo of products and services. Number four, fun. 
something fun. Yeah. So just, you know, having a good time, something silly, whatever, just fun stuff could be behind the scenes, that sort of thing. Um, people really love that sort of stuff. And then number five is share the love. So share the love is, you know, sharing from other people, what they're doing, um, sharing reels from other platforms that align to your brand, etc. And, you know, you can do this all via carousel posts, stories, reels, static posts, live videos, infographics, and more. Okay, so we know the seven-day content plan is one. Let's now flick back to those attractions. So just to recap so far, I've talked about preschool and school marketing. That can be in flyers. And then I talked about a little ad hoc side thing of the ambush marketing technique. Um, We talked about social media marketing paid. We talked about organic reach on social media, remembering that consistency is key. Uh, The next one I want to mention is referral programs. But The only way referral programs work is if you have a good incentive. If it's boring, no one cares. So have a good incentive. Um, We recently did one which was $50 off your next invoice if you bring a friend and they sign up and your friend gets $50 off their first invoice too. That was a hit. So, you know, $50 meant something to people, a water bottle, not so much. Um, But anyway, referral programs work really well. So get creative. What's an irresistible offer that you can attach to a referral campaign? Um, Number seven, oh, well, it's it's number seven on the list, but number five in what I'm giving you verbally um, is word of mouth. And remembering, guys, that you can get this on slide 17 in the download, um, which is also available at josephinelancuba.com forward slash full, or you can head to the link in the show notes. Um, so word of mouth. Now remember, word of mouth, I did an episode on this just last week. Um, what episode number? Where am I up to in this episode world? Here we go. Number 131, episode 131, word of mouth is not a strategy. That's what it actually is called, the episode. Um it's not a strategy unless you make it one. So I often get studio owners saying, uh, if I say, oh, how do you find your students? They go, oh, word of mouth. That's our main thing. Okay, so what do you do? What's your word of mouth strategy? Oh, no, just like people telling people, blah, blah, blah. Beautiful, right? We love word of mouth. They're raving fans sharing to others. This is perfection. However, word of mouth can actually be a strategy, and I believe it should be. So you got to tell people how to share, how to spread the word about you. Um, and, and, you know, there's heaps of examples in that in last week's episode, so I won't dive into it. If you flick back and you listen to 131, um, you'll get lots of insights there for yourself as well. Okay. Awesome. So there's some, there's five student attraction techniques. I have eight in the download, um, which you can check out. Just remember you need to decide, um, who is the revenue generator. So when we talk about that we talk about how to retain the customers and sell. So if you're, okay, so you're doing all this activity, right? Um, you know, you've, you've done these marketing activities and then people are starting to come in and inquire. Who's your salesperson? Who's the revenue generator? Who's creating, um, who's, who's closing the sale and creating the sale opportunity and closing it? If it's you, great. If it's not you, And you're not really on top of it. And I mean, super on top of it, as in 
you should not be like, honestly, ideally within 24 hours, you should be responding to inquiries. 48 hours is like absolute max. If you cannot get to them because you're so busy and you're leaving people in your inbox or in your messenger or wherever they're coming from, um, for more than like 48 hours, that's a problem. 24 hours is really a problem, but yeah, two days, that's big. So what do we do about it? You either have to get um, more disciplined on your response time, create time in your schedule where you simply are focused on that as your job, or you have to get help. And that's that. So if you're not the revenue generator, who is? That's the question I ask. Finally, before we finish up this episode, and I have all of these notes, by the way, um, on how to love up your customers because value perception and loving up your customers is about retention. And, you know, we talk about filling up our classes and getting bums on seats, you know, with irresistible offers, getting out there, consistency on our social media, making sure that we're on top of our inquiries, making sure, you know, that we're the irresistible offer is the biggest technique you'll have. If you can give something that is absolutely irresistible, like a one-month free class pass, for example, to preschoolers, huge. We've done that, works a treat. Will you get a few duds that are just there for the one-month free class? Yeah, sure, you will. But guess what it also does? When you do a massive offer like a one-month free class pass, and that is super generous, when you do something like that, it gets people in so that when others come to trial that are truly interested, there's people in the room. It's so deflating to have an empty room. It, it's a bit of a bummer, to be honest. When someone comes in and you know that you can provide a great class, but there's only one person in there and one little, another little four-year-old walks in and the parent goes, oh, this isn't very popular. I don't really know if this is the right fit for me. That's the vibe. It shouldn't be, but it is. Okay. So that's problematic. So if you can get a few bums on seats just by giving an irresistible offer so that when serious people walk through the door, there's bodies in the space. It's creating an energetic vibe. Most people sign up when, from my experience. Okay. Everyone's is different. Whenever I've done a really generous offer, like the $50, um, the $50 incentive for both the referrer and the person being referred as well as the one month class pass or anything big like that. Um, we just get the best response and the people that come along are totally into it. The one month class pass, um, most people from my experience sign up when they come in because they fall in love with it. And a month is a really good length of time for preschoolers too. Cause you know how the first couple of weeks they might cry and stuff <laughs> or run at the door for mummy, you know, um, that gives them a bit of time and it actually gives you time to really bring them through. So that's, a, that's an idea, but you get my point, right? If you, that's how you can really fill up those classes and keep them coming back for more. Um, but look, when we talk about customer love and value perception, uh, you know, this is all about how people view the value of what you're offer, regardless of, of how much they spend. Is it worth it to them? How can you make them feel like they are getting loads of value? So again, you know, perception, an empty room versus a, a room with bodies. Um, that is a value perception. So if you can get some people in there for free for a little while, just so that when people come, they want to join, it's all about the perception in that sense. You know, 
love them up, bring energy and your personality to the offer. So sometimes it's really hard to stay energetic when we have one person in the space or two kids in the space. It's, it can be hard. It feels like you're pulling teeth sometimes. I know. I totally get it. Um, so, you know, just remember to remain positive, to value what you're doing and to show value to those in the room so that they continue to come back. You've got to retain them once they're there. That's a key element to this as well. Um, don't make it feel crap, even though internally you're going, mm, this isn't the best. You, you can't let on. You can't be apologetic or say, I'm so sorry, there's only two people in the room. Like none of that stuff. Just get on with the show. That's what I say. Um, be different. Be you. Like we talked about, you know, having yourself uh, share the wins, for example, championing that team member. Those are, those are ways that you can, you know, spotlighting team and things like that. These are the things that you can do to really showcase your personality and your brand and what you're about. Um, identify issues and resolve them quickly is another great way to, to retain students. So you may have uh, a couple of people in a room and there's an issue. You want to resolve that quickly. Now, honestly, if you can, if you can love up your customers, provide a great service and experience, they will really cherish that, but it's not enough. There needs to be a vibe. There needs to be that energy in the room, you know, and that sometimes comes with extra people in the space. It's just unfortunate, but it's true. Does that mean you can't provide an excellent service? You can. Um, if you're finding that you've got seniors, here's an alternative. If you find you've got seniors in a room and there's only two that keep showing up and you just can't get seniors on board, um, turn it into a duo class and up the price. That's the offer. Otherwise, the class is canned. There are things you can do. Tell them if it's one person and it's been that way for three months and you just can't grow the program, you need to move them to being a private student or you just can't run the program. Like you've got to get real about your financial situation and, and think about yourself as well in this equation, not just the customer. You know, we often say customer first, customer first, but you matter too. So I want you to really consider that as well. And finally, be the tall poppy in a world of shrinking violets. I told you about our ambush marketing technique. That's quite outlandish. It's out there. It's different. Hey, we're different. We, we talk about being unique as part of our programming offer. So I'm going to showcase that, that personality and that fun, you know, the fun that we bring to everything we do, even in an ambush. <laughs> exciting put something put something different into your marketing strategy that others aren't doing uh okay everyone so that's kind of the general gist of it now if you'd like to um have more information on other techniques and things that you can learn i do have that download available for you now in the show notes there's a link um, in there we talk about you know authenticity the buzzword that matters the three areas of innovation are confirmed the four C's of leading rockstar brand, aligned marketing to grow your studio. I um, remind you of those categories and where to, how to share in your seven-day social media content plan. Um, a little brief thing on the power of personal branding. Um, I share with you in the download eight ways to attracting new students, also how to retain your students, um, and how I can help you achieve studio biz success. 
So if you're interested in that, download it now. That's josephinelanecuba.com forward slash full, which is short for full classes because that's what you want, right? Yeah, it's it's hard. I know. I know it is. I get it. It can be really challenging. Um, remember, we're putting a deadline here, though. So if you do all of this stuff and you go full throttle into this and it still doesn't work, then you need to do an assessment, a true assessment, and uh, make a call on it. Give yourself a timeline, a reasonable timeline. Don't In two weeks, if I can't make this happen, like, give yourself a break, okay? It might take you two weeks to set your um, full marketing strategy in plan- in motion, you know? Uh, but, yeah, be kind to yourself but be honest. Uh, and just because something isn't working doesn't mean you're a failure, okay? Success is different to, to everyone. Um, success could be that you can the class, you get rid of it, and you become more profitable profitable as a result. It's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's that's success. To me, cutting non-profitable or low profit activities in your studio to gain more to become more profitable with less output of work, that's that's a win. That's a win. That's success, baby. <laughs> to me, that looks successful to me, um, even though from the outset um, the perception may be that it was a failure, that program failed. That's uh, okay, you know. You can redefine what success looks like for yourself, all right, and I want you to do that. Anyway, guys, enjoy your day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Studio Biz and all that jazz. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for taking a little one-week break with me. Uh, there was plenty of content to enjoy whilst I was on break uh, as I was doing like two shows a week for I think two or three weeks anyway. So there's heaps of content there. Uh, I'll be back next week as usual. Loving you up with all the things. Thank you for listening and don't forget to download that free resource in the notes. All right. Mwah. See you, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Bye. This episode was brought to you by my signature group coaching program, Studio Biz Success, an amazing and accessible online educational platform for performing arts studio owners designed to help you grow your business with confidence and get your results. Check it out at josephinelancuba.com along with other great industry resources to help you leap into the studio biz you deserve. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. You can tag me on social media at Josephine Lancuba and give it a review. Your support helps the show to grow so I can continue to provide you with useful, informative content. I'm Josephine Lancuba, your biggest cheerleader. Thanks for listening and shine bright. <laughs>